0: Hi, besties, and welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens, a show where we talk about all things drag because we are semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juicebox. And I'm Cynthia Kiss. And welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens season two? Two! Dose. Season dose. If you clicked on this episode today, did you not notice our fabulous new podcast artwork? Don't we look so cute? I know, we look so bright and colorful. So bright and so colorful and I love that we shot this together, it's not like a photoshopped image of our old photos together, Mm -hmm. like this is like new content, this is a new era, this is main character energy, and we are so excited. my phone just went off i was just like and so is your phone just (laughs) beeping away (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no it's really exciting we're starting on season two we're starting brand new things today's episode we are doing a live episode this is actually the intro to our fan expo episode so we figured what a great way to start off season two then an episode that basically talks about the growth of semi-qualified queens where we started and sort of what we want to do with the pop yeah this is a fun episode. Not only was it done in um, a conference room at Fan Expo in front of a live audience, it was also the first episode where I feel like just Juice and I were speaking to yeah. each other. A lot of times we're either covering an episode of Drag Race or we have an interview to do, conduct with a guest. Whereas this time it was just her and I, you know, kind of gabbing away about the show, where it's mm-hmm. come from and where we want it to go. Yes. I know there, there is a moment in there where... I start, we start talking about the future of Drag Race, but I think, or Drag Race, the future of the podcast. But I think actually we've decided what we're going to be doing with the beginning of the season. Do you, do you want to? Yes, cuties, we've decided um, we really want to keep covering Drag Race and we're going (laughs) to go, (laughs) we're going to go across the pond and we are covering Drag Race UK season four. Is it season four? Hell yeah, baby. Oh, season four. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to keep doing the Drag Race content, but I got so excited by season four and the cast of season four that I was like, fuck it. Okay, fine. Yeah. It looks stunning, Alina. Mm -hmm. Cheddar gorgeous. I have known for years. I cannot wait to just like see how these girls do. It's going to be so exciting. Me too. I'm really excited. We won't have an episode where we're reviewing the looks because obviously... We are doing the live episode for our first episode, yeah. but we are going to dive right in next week to episode one, season four of mm-hmm. Drag Race UK. Very exciting! So exciting! It's mm-hmm. just going to be, you know, how we, we're going to keep things classic around here at Semi Qualified Queens. We love, you know, reviewing Drag Race, and then this way, it's just I don't know. I, are you going to drag? Are you going to uh, DragCon UK? I'm unfortunately not going to DragCon UK. Are you? Okay, well, I am. And I okay. want to, like, build these connections <laughs> okay. so that when I see people in person, I'll be like, networking, like, networking. let's connect. I can even, I'm going to, you know what? I'll bring a mic juice and I'm just going to attack everyone in the UK and be like, what did you think of season four? What did you yeah, think of season four? Yeah, honestly, th-? if you want to do that, because unfortunately I will not be there, I would love if you did that. <laughs> no, I'll I'll bring you in my suitcase. You can come, you can come. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, and I'll just, like, sleep in your closet like a vampire bat. Oh my God. I mean, what else is new? <laughs> but also, Juice is in half drag right now for yes. an event upcoming. I've decided your eyes look like candy corn. They do look like candy corn. I'm adding green to th- I'm wearing orange and yellow eyes. Oh, right that'll now. change it. And that'll I'm going to, the outfit I have has a little bit of green in it. So it has green, yellow, and orange. So I'm going to add, like, I think a green liner to this. Sick. Yeah. Whoa. It, yeah. It'll be fun. That's so cool. Yeah, I I'm mean it'll still to be use black. Different colored but... liners. Oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No no no. It'll it'll still be a black liner, but I'm gonna do like a green line on top of it. I can't do like a straight oh. green liner because I don't have a green lash and I feel like that would look weird. I was privately thinking in my head, like, yeah. oh, with a green eyeliner, do you want a green lash? But <laughs> yeah, you just no. answered my questions. That's why we're that's yeah. why we have a podcast together. We're on a, a wavelength. <laughs> yes, we are. So do you wanna to get to the episode or do you wanna catch up? What do you want to do? I feel like this is a hefty one because it was live and we had lots of great questions with the audience. So why don't we just dive in to our live Fan Expo episode? Well, let's get this moving then. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Enjoy, besties! Hi, besties, and welcome to Semi-Qualified Queens. Live. A show where we talk about all things drag because we are semi-qualified to speak on it. I'm Juicebox, live and in person. And I'm, mwah, the simulation cynthia is <laughs> so i'm not here right now i'm a hologram and welcome to semi-qualified queens hi besties hello hi. this is so fun because we typically are so chill doing this podcast i was saying to juice i'm gonna have my like live audience voice on versus the podcast voice there's a difference right when you're talking kind of on the phone versus like in a room so if i sound extra amped on this episode as q cuties it's because I have a bunch of gorgeous people staring at me at Fan Expo. How great is this juice? It's great. I'm mostly gonna have the like soft conversational voice because if I get too amped, we're gonna have another season one, episode one moment. For those of you that did not watch, um, it's where I won the entire episode and got $5,000. And then they put a crown on my head. And Brooklyn said, that's it. I quit drag, you're that's the best it. one. You are the best one here and I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca, hard. you're not a star. Disgusting. (laughs) That outfit you wore? Ugly. Guess what? Go home. So typically we have been covering seasons of Drag Race on the podcast, but we thought this would be a really fun opportunity to kind of drag queen on drag queen, interview each other, contextualize the podcast a little more. Who is semi-qualified queens? Like, What are we doing here? Where do we come before this? What do we do outside the podcast? So what we're really saying is, today we'll be having a softcore kai kai. Um, just for circle you jerk today. <laughs> circle jerk. There yeah. is a curtain in front of this table, so you don't know what's happening underneath. But, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think this is fun. It's a chance to basically let the listeners know the origin stories of our podcast, and I would say our drag careers up until this point. Us as tiny, dainty teenage women. I mean, there's nothing dainty about me. I'm a tall model with the smallest head I've ever the seen. Smallest head, it's so tiny. It's really hard to buy wigs and hats. You have such a tiny head. I know. <laughs> and there's mine. Do you know people with bigger heads look better on TV? Well, that's why you look great. That's why I look so good. <laughs> I feel like you don't have a big head. You have a wonderfully I, like. Average I never head. said I had a big head. I thought this was the whole thing. You have a big head. And I have a little head. <laughs> Is that hurting your ears when I cackle? Is that fine? We're all good. We're all good. Thanks for the thumbs up. You are very handsome, sir. I am very into it. Anyways. Um, for our listeners at home, I, I, I will verify this. Verify. very cute. Yes. You're very cute. Yeah, yeah, hair. Is this your girlfriend next to you? Wife. Nice. Ooh. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I wasn't going to ask your permission, but thank you very much. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways. So we're here to introduce the pod. Semi-qualified queens, it semi-changed your life starting in January 2021. Is that when we started? Hell yeah. (laughs) Never a dull moment since. (laughs) You gave me Dr. Peppers, so. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. But yeah, Um, essentially Juice and I have known each other, obviously from our seasons of Canada's Drag Race. And when your season is on... You do these viewing parties typically where you'll go to a club and get to, you know, be re-traumatized. Over watching, and over and over. <laughs> watching what you did kind of half a year ago, filming a reality TV episode. And essentially we had a viewing party in Vancouver. Yes. And then we got to banter, of course. It was like the reunion episode. And my booker, Tommy, he just, he flagged it. He was like, that's your, that's your podcast co-host right there, Juicebox. you you both have such great chemistry. You you just chat on the mic and um, he suggested it. He planted the seed. Tommy D. Tommy D. Big, handsome Tommy D. Arms like the size of my head, you know? One of the most sensitive men I know. (laughs) So sensitive. Do you know when you have someone in your life who's just like, they act so hard, but they're just a soft little bean, you know? You know? You know. You're right in front. I'm sorry. I'm going to do this a lot. Is that fine? Cool. You like it? You like that? What if she said no? I, I would just go right next to her. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fine, the next person. I'd be like, right next to you, hello. Um, but yeah, Tommy, he saw it in us. And then we had a show in Victoria right before Christmas, the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I was nervous to ask Juice. So I was like, oh my God, I'm kind of intimidated. She's this cool Twitch streamer. I've always loved Juicebox. But I sprung it on you in Victoria. I was like, do you, do you have time in your schedule to do a podcast? Are you busy? And I looked at her dead in her eyes, like deep into her soul, and I said, Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> I am so available. <laughs> no, I said I'm so busy. Get away from me. <laughs> um no 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 I had to I was just like, yeah, I was I'm cause I'm always looking for like different things of staying relevant. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, it's just staying relevant. Please don't forget about us. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, please pay attention to me. I need attention. But it was, it's one of those, especially when you, when you land where I landed on Drag Race, like I was, for those of you, uh, I'm guessing you're all Drag Race fans, but if you're not Drag Race fans, I was on Canada's Drag Race season one. Uh, I lasted one sexy episode. It's the only episode you need to watch. It's the best one. Um, But I got kicked off first, whatever. No big deal. It was a wonderful episode. Um... And so for me, it was it's, it's even harder, like there's a lot more work I had to do to be able to like build the career out of it because drag race is a platform, but you need to build off that platform. And for me, I just had not a whole lot of, you know, meat to go off of. So. Um, I tried to build a lot onto my career and build a lot of things that keeps me in people's ears and keeps me in people's faces. And when Cynthia approached me with this, I was just like, oh, yeah, we've got a good banter, And I feel like that would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. And then, but then like my heart of hearts was just like, one more thing to make you overwhelmed in the day, though. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing to do. I'm here to break juice box. (laughs) But I think it's been so much fun. I love catching up with you every week. Mm -hmm. It's this really fun thing. And she's the tech wizard. So... You were the one who set us up with Discord. Yes, we have a Discord. Very hip. Very hip. Very hip. We Did you see how proud I was when I said Discord? I was we like, we've Discord. got Discord. I know. She wanted yeah. to do Zoom calls. And I went, Boo! Absolutely not. Am I doing a Zoom call? She said, no, 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 you chuggy hot mess. Yes. I was like, <laughs> what are we, 33? I was like, no. no. Not at all. <laughs> I'm 30. Oh, we're getting on a proud of it. Discord call. But it's really cool because the connection is faster. And so it eliminates that awkwardness with a Zoom call where there's just that beat or two where you can't I don't know we feel like we're in the same room but I am literally in Vancouver, BC and you are in Ontario I don't like to say where I live because my husband doesn't want people showing up at our door Famous. that's that's literally all it is like, yes. we just, you'd be surprised at the amount of people who are like who message me being like I hear you live here do you want to come to my barbecue? you're like no, no. absolute no like, but don't. if they're cute she would literally be like where is it? maybe yeah we get so we again. literally do this podcast across the country. <laughs> we deal with a time zone difference, but every single week we connect at one point or another to review an episode of Drag Race. And it's been Canadian. It's been a Canadian season right now. And mm-hmm. so we have actually had the pleasure of getting screeners of the episodes early. We felt so important. They reached out to us. We reached out to them. Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought they reached out to no, us. No, that was me. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I literally thought they approached us. <laughs> and Cynthia I was like, sitting here in this delusion. Like, I've no, been telling it was that people. Me. It was me. Oh, well, thank yeah. you for doing that. No worries. No worries. I was—I know the PR girl and I just went, hey, Diva. Hello, Diva. Hi, hello, Diva. So, yeah, no, that was me. I reached out. Uh, but Appreciate you know what? That. But y- nothing happens unless you ask. This is true. So we get this cute little. I don't think we can talk about this because we signed an NDA. We get this cute little screener. Yeah. Send it right to our door on Tuesdays. I see the shit before all of you, we but know. we don't see who goes home. No, nope. no. But we get to—we're interviewing the eliminated queens this season, so we just feel like, again, trying to desperately stay relevant. <laughs> I mean, helps. I think there's something about just, you know, owning that. Oh, absolutely. I think it's very healthy to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I really love being part of the discord of the current season. Of Canada's Drag Grace. The race. discussion, not the actual Discord. For those of you that got excited that there might be a Discord server, I understand she didn't know what she was saying in that point. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm really, I'm a, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Here I saw someone's ears perk up. Like, there's a Drag Grace Discord server? No, <laughs> maybe <laughs> there could be. There could be. You could start it. Anyways, um, not me. <laughs> but essentially, we've had. I can't believe we are only. We're not even a year old yet. I just feel like we've had so many great episodes, so many fun interviews, mm-hmm. and it's just getting started and uh, we will forever be semi-qualified. We're gonna get things wrong. Constantly. <laughs> constantly. Constantly get things wrong. Never research a thing. anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. And nope. I will tell facts so confidently, like like I believe in them, but then they'll reach out to us and be like, that wasn't the designer of that costume. That wasn't who went home that week. You are incorrect. It's a conversation. It's like a <laughs> delayed phone call. We talk to you and then a week later it comes out and then you talk to us. I've never seen Cynthia with her whole chest say something just so truthful. And then I get a message on Instagram being like, bitch, that was so wrong. <laughs> and I believed you. And I'm so gullible that I was like, oh my God, really? Like, like, it, yeah. It's happened multiple times. Yeah. I don't skip a beat. I'm like, no. yep, that's She's it. Like, 100%. That's what this that's is. That's it. I won season is. two. Yep. same 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 they called <laughs> me back <laughs> i jumped out of a box <laughs> and we did a double crowning <laughs> but speaking of box juice box Hi. i want i want you to give the audience and the listeners a little background contextualize your drag journey like when did you start drag how did you get that drag name go oh, baby this is an 18 plus space or can i like say gross things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i just i always need to double check thank you so much <laughs> sorry Crushed it, anyways. Um. So my name is Juicebox. For those of you that don't know, hello. Uh, I'm a tiny, dainty little flower. Mm-hmm. Um. But I started doing drag about eight years ago. Would you say Holy eight? Moly. I know I'm old, but I started doing drag eight years ago. I remember. For those of you that may know this, usually may not, you have to stop to hear it again. But I remember I started doing drag because I was um painfully insecure. Okay. I still am, but it helped. Uh, it didn't, but I started track. <laughs> it's actually made it worse. It's made it, oh, it's made it slightly <laughs> worse. But I was just painfully insecure as like a boy. I didn't really like the way I looked. I didn't like the way that people perceived me. The, the gay community is incredibly toxic and horrible to be around. So I remember seeing the, the Queens, what, it's, it's facts. It's facts. So I remember seeing the Queens and they like, they got into the parties. Everybody wanted to be friends with them. They were so pretty. They had all of these like glamorous things. And I was like, I love that. And then I was so also painfully insecure, but then stupidly overly confident in my skills that I was just like, I can do that. I can 100% do that. I'm a makeup artist. And then I looked like a foot for a good year. Um, but in my mind, I was stunning. Gorgeous. I was beautiful. I was the most beautiful thing to ever walk that that stage. I feel like every drag queen has to have a booger phase, though. Not my drag daughter. I told her she wasn't allowed to have a booger phase. Uh yeah, My drag daughter Tiffany Box is here and I painted her one day and I said, okay, look at yourself. And she went, yes. And I went, do you look beautiful? She was like, I look gorgeous. And I went, good. You can never not look this pretty. And she was like, what? And I was like, the booger face can't last long. You got to be stunning if you're going to be a part of this family. Okay. And she's beautiful. It worked out. But anyways, back to that. So I I got into drag for basically the wrong reasons. Like I wanted to go in for like the popularity and the party Um, then I developed a little bit of a drinking problem. Um, (laughs) 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 me looking at the bottle of Sailor Jerry, like, (laughs) just craving it. Anyways, so I developed a little bit of a drinking problem. I was partying a lot. I was getting a little bit of a bad reputation. So then I remember at one point I was just like, I could continue this journey, be disgusting and just be that party girl and have nobody want to work with me and you know have everybody hate me all the time or I could quit drinking I could take this drag career a lot more seriously and I could kind of see where things go so I sobered up um and I just kind of wanted to make a better name for myself and then like a year and a half later I was on drag race um right that little gasp you're so cute um and then a year and a half I was on drag race and then like my career kind of just like climbed from there so it it was it's it's been really nice to sort of see my career in that way, and change my own narrative, and grab things by the balls, and just sort of roll with it. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, he liked when I grabbed him by the balls, but I'm... <laughs> we grab our balls a lot. We grab our balls dry. a lot. Grab our balls we a lot. We grab them, we hide yeah. them, and then we dance. Up. And then we dance, and we just like they just go numb. Um, but for those of you that want to know what my name means, um, for those of you that don't know, I'm sorry. I'm explaining it again. For those of you that do know or don't know, it's basically I was watching Will and Grace. For those, of, do you everybody remember Will and Grace? everybody kind of sort of the young people here are like no um so i was watching Will and grace and these and karen walker who's one of the the people on the show she picked up two boxes of wine and she said i brought juice boxes and my friend alex Mm -hmm. um my friend alex looked at me and he's like oh my god that would be such a funny drag name so i was like oh let's like look it up so we looked it up on urban dictionary and it said "Uh, how old are you sweetheart 12 can you cover your ears for me really quick thank you so much thank you so much. can you hear me no No, okay. Means a pussy full of cum. <laughs> you can take your things out now. You... Oh, thank you so oh, much. Perfect. Thank you so much. Great, 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 great. He was like, we're just gonna cover this up right now. Uh, <laughs> so,
1: Drag, and so I meant that. So families
0: so I, together. <laughs> thank you. So I, I looked at that and I went, oh, perfect. So we just rolled with it, you know. She said, "Mama." I said, "Mama, that's perfect." That's me, diva, diva. <laughs> But yeah, put a straw in me. (laughs) I'm juice box. I hate myself. Don't say that. We've worked on this. You love yourself. No. Oh. Just me. Just me. Okay, now ask me. So Cynthia, now that we've gone through me, we've gone through my journeys, my trials, my tribulations, my beauty, my my insecurities, my everything. Mm -hmm. Sobriety. Sobriety. Pussy. Um, tell me about you. (gasps) I was not prepared for this question. Oh my God. Did it just just, blindside you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm staring at the notes. Yes. My name is Cynthia Kiss. And the way I got this name, I was literally lying in bed one night and I thought, how cool would it be to spell Cynthia with an S? (laughs) And I was like, that's like really cool (laughs) because I love electro pop music (laughs) and like synthesizers. And it all just like clicked. I was like, this is the best name ever. Like I could picture it in a neon pink sign. And then I was like, what should my last name be? Oh goodness. What about Kiss? Cause I'm kind of flirty and it's just like (laughs) at the end. But then let's unpack this. It's Cynthia, synthetic. It's not real. So it's like a synthetic kiss. Am I a robot? Is my love genuine? I have just, all of my references, Barbie doll, electropop music, shake these things up into a cocktail. And I feel like it is Cynthia. And I'm really proud that I've never, you know how girls start with a name and then they change their name? Full commitment for me. I, I always was like, wanted to be Summer Heights High. Oh my God, like right? Jamee? Yeah, but I wanted to be like Summer, but Heights, like Brooklyn Heights. Right, and then hi, and then just pretend to be Brooklyn's daughter. (laughs) She would not have that. No, she would hate that. She would (laughs) would hate that. (laughs) But yeah, essentially for me, drag, I was called to drag because I did lots of theater when I was a kid. I took dance when I was very, very young. Um, Drawing, painting, all of these very visual skills. I also went to Ryerson, now the Toronto Metropolitan University, uh, for fashion design, and it was then that I kind of stopped performing. I stopped doing theater, I stopped doing dance cuz it's quite an intensive program. So the whole time I was just trying to make it in the big city. I moved from Peterborough, Ontario to Toronto, Ontario. Big move. Big move. Big move. And essentially there the focus was like be be fashion high fashion, be this like I don't know, it was a bit of my imposter syndrome era. And when I graduated, I got like a corporate gig in Vancouver. And at the time i just kind of felt like something was missing there was a part of me that really did miss getting on a stage making people happy because i feed off of that that makes me happy i'm a i'm a vampire
1: <laughs> give An me energy. energy vampire yes
0: literally narcissism 101 yeah uh, but yeah essentially when i got the opportunity to move to the west coast i thought to myself let's do this like let's do it we already thought of the name lying in bed one night I was like, we're good to go. Like, I mean, once you have the name, that's once all you, you got need. The name. You were like wigs, no, no. Oh Dresses? my god, no. At first, <laughs> all I would do was wear ponytail clips in my hair because I had like long blonde hair, Long-ish blonde hair. My bald ass could never do that, honey. I was gonna be a bald ass if I kept going. Oh, just because it pulls your hair back. Traction alopecia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at first I was like, I was doing these like little pigtails, and it was very soft drag. And essentially, I entered a competition to be part of the Brat Pack, and that was within the first month of moving to Vancouver, and I won. It was very like, who's that girl? She's new on the scene. We also heard about this competition all the way in Toronto. Apparently, someone was so angry they didn't make it on. They picked up a chair and threw it across the room. Yeah. It was very, very volatile. They were like, the Brat Pack was the ticket. It was the ticket, and here's the thing, y'all. I think this is kind of how I walk through life, very charmed and very lucky but I don't know these things at the time (laughs) yes so literally when I won this competition I was like okay (laughs) <laughs> like cool. <laughs> Me and Cynthia were having a moment earlier. We we went to Choo Choo's to get eggs Benny this morning. Choo Choo's, um, and I looked at her and she said something. Something happened or something like our orders didn't get put in, but Cynthia's entire order showed up. Like all of these other things happened, but it all worked out for Cynthia. Cynthia, and that c- tends to constantly be happening for us. And I went, "What's it like to be God's favorite, Cynthia? What's that like?" <laughs> I was like, "It's really cool. <laughs> it's really, it's really nice." <laughs> It's really nice. So at the time, I didn't even realize how epic this was. You have to understand, I didn't even know winning the Brat the Pack recruit, being part of the weekly show. Girl, I didn't even know we were going to get paid. The, what? The, the very first show, they handed me my, my little cut of the night plus tips. I was like, we get paid to do this? What? Oh my goodness. You cross-dresser. That's <laughs> how green I was I moved Cynthia to this was like, like I just want to be beautiful. And I literally thought that. we all just like got dressed up and danced around i didn't I didn't understand that this could be like an actual job at first Jesus. so I kind of walk around like a little toddler like I'm like a queer caillou <laughs> each day I grow some more Caillou. and so yeah I am um, yet I'm the bald one. I know it's funny how things work like that life's unfair it is. <laughs> Again, what's it like being God's favorite? It's really cool. <laughs> Full head of hair. And then essentially I I kept blossoming with the Brat Pack. And we kind of kept growing as a collective. And there was a point there where I took a little bit of a hiatus. But then Canada's Drag Race became a thing. And I was like, Woo. let's audition. It was COVID. I was between work. I lost my job during the pandemic, like when that happened. I was a color designer for Mountain Equipment Co-op. It was a really cool job and it was very intense. Can we just have a moment? This is the first time I've ever heard Cynthia say something bad has happened to her. Oh yeah. And See, it feels, bad good. Things do it feels happen. good, it feels good, it feels good. Bad things <laughs> do happen, I just don't emphasize them. <laughs> I like to like highlight real live my whole life. I just live like I live on in Instagram. Uh, but yeah, so I had lost my job and I was, I was kind of lost. There was that yes. part of me that I'm like, what am I doing now? I do miss drag, I, I miss money,
1: because <laughs> <I laughs> at that point money. I'd realized
0: you could make money during drag, yeah. like, and also my corporate job, but that's how I paid my rent. So I was interviewing for other work, um, but then at the same time I thought, why not also audition for this show? It just I felt like I was just throwing different um, feelers out there, left, right, and center. Like I had interviewing for like Lululemon uh you know and all the kind of brands that are on the west coast and then sure enough i got a call um a call back if you will for canada's drag race and they just never said no like literally it felt like that same energy like when i started the recruit with brat pack it was kind of happy go lucky let's just see what happens winning that and then again so unlikable so unrelatable just I, winning another just getting massive cast, opportunity just getting, getting cast, cast on the on show that like every drag queen wants to be on it's and I, so hard being you <laughs> <It's> so annoying <laughs> you are annoying. i know i'm so annoying i can feel a collective sigh from the audience like oh and out. then the whole time <laughs> i was there my whole like uh synopsis was like cynthia you quit drag and now you're back so literally every drag queen like i had to be so polite afterwards any queens at local gigs i'd be like Oh my God, I am so sorry. You probably think I'm a little, I don't know, flippant. Like I don't want to be here. Like I only did drag to be on Drag Race. It's not true. I'd always wanted to do it. But just the fact that it actually happened, I was like, I just felt very charmed. I know they definitely wanted all the Brat Pack on at the same time. And so that was kind of part of it. But I think the, the moral of the story, if you have a dream and you feel like you want to do something, please go for it. Because if you're meant to do it, it'll happen. And thank you for coming to Cynthia Kiss's TED Talk about confidence and delusion. <laughs> delusion. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little note. We got a little note. We got a little note. Oh my God. Hi. Hello, my loves. Thank you for making me feel comfortable when I was overwhelmed. Oh, love Katie. Katie. Hi, I Katie. was overwhelmed in the elevator too. It was a lot yeah, of people. I thought there. I was going to barf when I was walking here. But <sighs> need you do physical exercise and drag, I was like, not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. Uh, Suck it, mom. For the listeners at home, Katie just said her mom's going to be jealous because she met drag queens. And she's right. Sorry, mom. Okay, Juice, what do we do outside of the podcast? Um, I mostly, I sit in a chair. uh, I stare at a wall. (laughs) And wait for the next time to record. Yeah. And then when I feel this crushing sense of dread, I just sort of scream into a void Just as loud as possible. No. Uh, (laughs) No, I spend most of my time. Honestly, I really only work on weekends, which is nice. I feel very like. Who's the unrelatable one now? I know I only work on weekends. Lazy. So Monday to Friday, I spend my time eating mini wheats, working out and doing home renovations. I am living the housewife fantasy. I understand my lovely privilege in this world. Uh, i'm embracing it this is my cynthia kiss moment um in, baby that's most that's mostly what i do i just like to i I stream on twitch i do a lot of twitch streaming i love video games i love to just hang out with my little like twitch community they're so cool and so fun and so nice it's a really great platform i keep trying to get cynthia on it because i love like communicating with people like especially because twitch is this place where um you have more of a direct interaction with people with a community so for me, it was a place that I could go when I didn't have an, an ability to connect with my fans. So I started doing Twitch and stuff. So I do that like two to three times a week now if I don't you know if I'm not like, I'm so busy. So I do I mean, that. You tour around? Yeah, I've been touring around. I know I'm kind of being a little like flip your hair. I'm being a little flippant with my work. I do. I do work a lot. I have been traveling quite a lot for work Juice this year. Juice has incredible hustle. Like. I I will say one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast with juice and you touched on it before going home first I for starters was gutted because I've been a fan of juice for years Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing them on the show I was like oh get ready she's gonna go really far and then that and then she went home first and I was like WTF what is going on but then I watched you take that and run a mile with it you became like such a, I don't know, you, you found your lane, your Twitch streaming lane. Found my little online community. I just love it's nerds. It's not little, it's huge. Thank like you. You've been able to, I don't know, you've been able to bring so many people together and do it your way. And I remember watching that and thinking it was so admirable. And so I thought if there was going to be anyone I want to do a podcast with, it's going to be someone with that kind of work ethic. And so... You do work very, very hard. Thank you. I appreciate that. I tend to just like kind of... I know you want to be like, eh, whatever, but you never, do, you've got no, hustle. We both do. It's. I think we take our jobs at both points very seriously, but then find the joy in it too, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Wouldn't you, you say? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, I find that's mostly what I do is just like sit and hustle, try to find the next gig because with drag, it's it's not like a nine to five job, right? Like it's not like a job where you've got to wake up and you you put on your little eyelashes and your little wig and you go into the office and you sit at your little computer and you do your little typing and then you go home. And I mean, we... you do that in drag for Twitch. Though. Yeah, I do that in drag <laughs> for Twitch. So yeah, I mean, I do do I that. like, you're literally it's, explaining your Twitch. I'm track. literally explaining me going online, playing a video game. But <laughs> but it, it, it's different than like a nine to five where you're doing something Monday to Friday every single day, right? You've yes. got to be constantly looking for the next thing, constantly finding the next gig, constantly mm-hmm. finding out what's going to happen. And then say like, like right now, Like, just to be really frank, like, right now, my September, my October, and my November don't look as busy as my last three months, so constantly in the back of my mind, I'm just like, you're not going to be able to pay your rent, you're disgusting, no one wants to see you, you're not going to be able to work, you're going to have to start an OnlyFans, you're going to have to find ways to make money. For those of you giggling, no, you're not getting the OnlyFans yet. yet. Not yet. My dad actually went to me, he was like, please, Joe, I'm begging, Joe's my boy name, he's like, please, Joe, I'm begging, just... Just don't do porn. No offense to porn. He's like, no offense to porn stars. It's great. I just, I really don't want to accidentally see that on Twitter. It's just for my own well-being. Just please don't. I was like, fine. For we now. can all dream. One day. Once my dad gets too old to use the internet, then I'll be like, fine. Hey, let's do porn. But- let's we'll do it. I <laughs> know. Uh, my dad died. I'm going to do porn. Oh my God, not die. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, just, I just said old. <laughs> Wish, wishing death upon my family i like, didn't want him to die i just you're like i just want you to do porn. It's, yes because sex work is what real word there it is hey. bam, 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 what do bye. i do outside of the podcast um i love to do yoga i love my fitness i like i like napping i really do i'm one for a good nap she'll attest i can fall asleep Anywhere. I have really bad plane anxiety, so we had to take a flight <laughs> to Yellowknife, and I went to her. I was just like, "I may need you to like calm me down or like talk to me at some point." <laughs> like, and I was hold, like, "Yeah, hold, yeah, hold yeah, my sure. hand." She was like, "I'm gonna be there 100 percent for you, sister. I love you so much." The plane literally starts on the tarmac, and she goes, <clears throat> and she was asleep from we take off to landing, and she was like, mm, that was a great thing. I like genuinely wake up so <laughs> rested. I'm just like, yeah, yay! I, like, I literally looked at her like, I hate you so much. I hate, I hate you so it. much. I don't know, it's a gift. It's a gift. I can sleep anywhere. Yeah. Noise-canceling so like- headphones and call it a day. Mama! Mm. Those Bose noise-canceling headphones. Welcome to the podcast, sponsored by Bose. Bose. Um, <laughs> yeah, and what else do I like to do? Yeah, no, yoga. That changed my life. I felt like I had a lot of tension, in my muscles over the years from cross country running when I was in high school. And so I had to like literally I had the tightest thigh muscles. Like literally, I, I don't know. This sounds there's a team, I don't know why I'm telling you about this. <laughs> but like I just, I just have really tight thigh I muscles. I do run for years. I I don't know I didn't properly cool I don't down know. That's the please thing cool down said. stretch. Please cool down stretch <laughs> if you run. The cortisol, it makes your muscles really stiff. And I didn't do anything about it for years. So I lived in a very tight body. I was very Mr. Burns from all my computer work. So I think what we're trying to say here today is the content of semi-qualified queens going forward is going to be fitness, stretching, and only fans, and and body health. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, that's kind of like what I like to do. And then I also, I still love to move my body like through dance. And I rehearse a ton with the Brat Pack girlies. We like to tour when we can, doing um, music with those two upcoming soon, which is really exciting. Spoiler. Spoiler. But we kind of sort of, you know, here and there mentioned it. And um, yeah, drag as well as a solo performer and as the group outside of the podcast. That's kind of what we do. But I, I think it's really cool. My new missionado in life is just do cool things with cool people. And cool is up to your interpretation. And for me, I see someone like Juicebox as very cool because she's funny she's down to earth i she, love these compliments but she's also professional oh i'm here to gas you up baby. I, I feel love bombed right see now see how living. my life is so like i'm so fortunate because i gas up everyone around me. i'm sitting here telling her that she is like what's it like being god's favorite i hate I know, you and she's, she's, she's like, so rude to and me. she's like i love you so much like literally <laughs> i know i'm awful see what i put up with this is horrible but whenever I'm feeling down, I just think about how great my life is. <laughs> I hate you. And how I can nap on planes. But you know what? Speaking of naps on planes, um, my segue, Queen. That was my segue. It has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. I think we should talk about drag race again because it's our brand. Bump bump bum bump. Bum, bum. Start your engines. May the best one win. What do you want to say? I think we should talk about imposter syndrome. Oh, okay. This is why we are called semi qualified queens. There's parts of us that feel semi qualified. Like even being on Canada's Drag Race, we it, always, just like anyone in life, like there are those points where we we struggle with imposter syndrome. Yeah. There's a lot of times like even like being invited like to come to Fan Expo and like sitting here and stuff, even it was it was just like, really? Do you want us? I know. I'm I was like, so flattered. I was flattered, but it was one of those things where it's just like you feel like there's someone else who's more qualified or there's someone else who's, who's better fit for it or there's someone else who kind of should be there. And I think even when it comes to, to drag race and to Canada's drag race and stuff, especially with the looming sense of the American season. I couldn't help myself. Tell me how you really feel. Uh, how the American season? Because the American season's like the blueprint, right? For those of you that I don't know if everybody here. What does everybody just like? Give me a soft. I haven't heard your voices. Can we're to give me a soft like woo? If you watch the American season, I love that. That I was a set. soft woo. That was. And if if you don't, give me like a oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to do that I, and I found an excuse that. to do it. I saw you do it. That was oh, great. Yeah. Anyways, um, so for, the, for those of you that don't know, the American season is like the blueprint. The American season is the most famous one. It's the one that gets the most attention. It's the one that gets the most views. It's the one that gets the most like brand deals, the money, everything. They tour the world, everything, right? So the other ones become sort of this like, Oh my God. Sorry, when you say, say other me. ones, you mean the other... Uh, when I say other ones, I mean like Canada's Drag Race, Drag Race Philippines, Drag oh, Race okay. Thailand, Drag Race, like all of the spinoffs, you know, all of the, the franchises. They sort of become secondary, right? And they don't become sort of as big and as sort of... Um, what's the right word? I don't want to say famous. That's gross. But they don't bubble to the top of the cultural zeitgeist oh, at the same... That's small. smarter. That was smarter to say. Cultural... Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. So uh, when it comes to to doing things or be invited in places or or performing anywhere, you feel like kind of not secondary. Secondary. You, you know? feel sort of like a, an afterthought. You sort of feel like, oh, why, why should I really go or should I really struggle be? with that? You know? Yeah, we struggle with that a lot. And then like, especially for me personally with my own journey with it, I was my season was twenty twenty. We all remember the fever dream that was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So my I was, napped so much. <laughs> <laughs> put in those things and just (laughs) gone but my season was high to 2020 july 2020 is when it premiered everyone's locked in their house no one's going anywhere so it was nice because everybody was able to watch my show because they had no other choice but (laughs) they were like well i guess we'll watch this um but then from there i didn't get to like travel i didn't get to meet fans i didn't get to do cool things i didn't get to see people so it's nice now like i feel like i'm getting my flowers i feel like i'm Mm -hmm. traveling and i'm meeting people but there's still constantly going to be that looming sense of just like, was I even on drag race? Was I even doing these things? Like, is it even worth it? Like shouldn't like find plastic Tiara, put her in here. She's prettier. She's going to mm. dance better. You know, so- do, you, do you actually think it wasn't worth it? Do I think drag race wasn't worth it? Yeah. That you just asked that. You're like, was it worth it? I think it was worth I it. I think it was worth it. But you have those moments where you're just like, well, I don't that. but you know, it's always at the end of the day. It is because right. you, you are, you are gifted this platform and you're gifted with these incredible opportunities but there's still always that looming sense of just, like, it shouldn't be me. Mm. It should have been somebody else. It should be somebody else coming here and doing these things. And that's, like, constantly going to be in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's on trauma. Trauma. And we've all got it. And that's the thing. It's I think every day we need to wake up and tell ourselves we are worth it. We are fully qualified. But we like to self-deprecate a little bit because that's a fun sense of humor and i like being self-aware there was something about just you know neither of our runs on the show we didn't win our season. we always joke that we did but we didn't and you didn't was- win i'm sorry to break it to you chica okay. <laughs> but leaning. so there are those moments where we wanted to just be you know extra self-aware and um that that was our their idea of calling ourselves semi-qualified because it's ironic that i'm i'm reviewing people's runways when like arguably, you know, my particular fashions weren't always well received. So it's like, how do we do that without being like, yeah, we're the best drag queens ever. Oh, that's my favorite wow. thing is when we start talking about other people's fashions. and Go in so hard. We go in so hard as if we're Raja and Raven. And these people get furious with us. They're like, well, look at your taste. I'm like, this is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. I know. It's just like, I mean, It's almost one of those things where it's like a lot of girls get really mad. Um, because we're just chit chatting about the looks, and we're just ha- expressing our opinions about it. And I remember somebody on Reddit. I went on Reddit. Why do you go on Reddit? Idea. It was a bad idea. I, I don't go on Reddit. I Beyonce. I was checking to see if my nudes were on it. So I was. I was like, Well, I'm already here. Found so them. I didn't find them. Thank God. Um, it's my worst fear, but I was. I was there, and I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to see sort of like what they're saying about us. And someone's just like, they're so negative about these girls and all they do is concentrate on the negative and all they do is like read them and they're just mean for the sake of being mean. And I'm like, w- we're mean? Are we I don't mean? think we're mean. Do you mean. think we're mean? Tell me. No. No. There's one you think one person's no, no, like, no. yes. Who thinks we are? I'm tell just me. kidding. I didn't see. No one. Silence. Thank you. Yeah. So they were saying like we were mean and I was just like, if we were just to sit here and gas everybody up and tell them how beautiful and amazing they are, it would be boring the podcast we would there would be nothing to talk about we would be all-star seven seven oh, and that was a hard season to review oh my god i was gonna i thought i was gonna die halfway through some of those episodes i was just like yes i understand they look amazing i need something to talk about that was like reviewing a pixar film Like, it was just so perfect. Without a mom dying at the beginning. Truly. (laughs) Truly. Not a lick of trauma. And the whole time we're like, yeah, she looked great. She was so funny. Yeah, no one screwed up. (sighs) uh." So, you know, we love having that push and pull. I love when we don't agree. Sometimes on the podcast, I actually shift my opinion (laughs) so that we have something to talk about. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, because what if we both just go, you pulled the curtain back. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree, too. I'm very genuine in my opinions. I am for the most part. <laughs> if I answer first, that's your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, me yeah. telling you how I really feel. My favorite is when you don't like it, but you sing it to make <laughs> it better. I don't like it, so it helps if I sing. I think it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm at the point with Drag Race review shows... That they make me want to take my clothes off and take, get crazy. I want to take bamboo and just shove it under my fingernails. You don't like them? It's Why not that I don't reviewing... like them. It's not that I don't like them. Listen. Are you quitting the punk? I'm not. This is where I'm quitting the It's not that I don't like them. I just feel like Drag Race as a whole has sort of become like a script. Uh... And you know what you're getting into and you know what you're, it's going to happen. You know, so it's just like, I want, I want, I want to shake it up. Shake, shake the dice, Santino Rice. Sometimes the show, after being on, you start to learn the formula. You know, you can tell who's going to be in the hot seat that week and how some of it is a little produced. Uh, a little produced. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, my God. This person who is getting a heavy narrative throughout the episode <gasps> is in the bottom. <gasps> and the other person with a heavy narrative is also awesome on the bottom, <laughs> or this person who had this fight is lip syncing against them? I didn't see this coming. <laughs> but we still enjoy talking. I still feel like there's there's a ton to talk about, especially with the Canadian seasons. I feel like there's something so fun to think about. We're gonna get to work with these people. Yeah. Like already, once season three was announced, I already crossed paths with so many of them that it was like, oh my god, there are sisters.
1: Talking Sisters. about that
0: divide between the American, the international seasons, Canadian. We're most likely going to <laughs> interact. Our neighbors with the are Canadian. banging up. They're like, yeah, shut a, up, gays." There's a banging door back there. Shut up, gays. Fan Expo's for straight people. Anyways, they don't like our nasally gay voices. It's just it's. A <laughs> they don't like that. Your f-y little voice is going right through oh, me today. Oh, yeah, oh, that one. Oh. Sorry. Okay, sorry. I want to shift the gears. Can you tell me about your worst gig ever, Juicebox? It was a hot August day at Fan Expo 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I've had a lovely time. Um, my worst gig ever? Oh, I I actually don't know. Okay, so for me, I'm not going to name the location because I was, re- I'm always very, I'm very glad to be working. I love, I love to work. I love to make people happy. The actual event, the, the audience was great, but the situation, the accommodations, it was a team tea time tea club. And so instead of having me backstage, I know mine, thank you. They, they put me in a little trailer outside of the club. But the only problem was the trailer was right next to the dumpster and it smelled that way. Like it was really, really bad. And then the whole time, they were very attentive pre-show, being like, do you need anything? Like, do you need anything? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? And I like a bevy before the show. I love a little, you know, a cocktail. We're at work here to have a good time. But I don't need to get, like, blitzed. And I felt like the frequency at which they were offering me drinks, it was like, well, what do you want to happen here? We get the show going. Once the show has started, they're nowhere to be found. This trailer had a key to get into it. So literally it was like we needed them more than ever. And it was like, okay, where where are you guys now? Like I need to change. Were they partying? Like they were there. They were inside partying. Oh, get fucked. I hate that. I know. I hate that. I know. And then all of a sudden we finished the gig. But it was taking so long just to wrap up. Like I was I like making people happy. The people inside, like I mentioned, it was fun in there. But it was when I got outside, I was like, I don't want to be in this dumpster trailer anymore. And literally, I just wanted to go home. And I swear to God, Gia and I were waiting in this trailer for, like, probably an hour. And it was in, like, a sketchy back alley. And they even told us, like, hey, like, after, you know, the sun sets, like, don't go, like, don't go by yourself. Like, it's really dangerous. Like. I think that's you really, so You really, you really, you should be careful. And so we're literally stuck in the trailer. We like put all the blinds down and we're just like scared and it smelled like trash. Um, so that was my probably worst gig. I only mean that because of the, the dumpster. Do you know what's funny? Your story reminded me of my actual worst one. Oh. Was, so I'm in a small town. Right, We're setting the scene. Small town. It's October. It's very cold. It's rainy October. It's a Halloween show. It's 29th. Okay. It's a Saturday. It's raining. Okay. Do we all envision it? I can't we're remember. We was feel it the raining? breeze. It was raining. Okay. It's October 29th, cold day, freezing. Right. I show up and I was like, hello. Um, and I asked, I was like, okay, where can I put my stuff? And they were like, I'll put it here. And this bar is like, it's a tiny little restaurant. It's the worst place I've ever been in my life. Um, tiny, tiny little restaurant. There's like a, a, a section like a bar, like drink section, and then you walk up the stairs and behind is like where the bathrooms are, and then behind that is the kitchen. So I went th- so they were like put it here and you can put your bags here. And I was like, "Okay, work diva, amazing." And then I'm looking around, I was just like, "Here's the bathroom. Where did where does everyone else go to the bathroom?" Mm-hmm. So my dressing room is in the hallway on the way to the bathroom that everybody uses. Everyone gets to use this bathroom. So I was just like, "Love this for me." um i mean and then it's riddled with multiple other prefer- entertainers so there's a bunch of us in this hallway then i go out and i was just like hey so where are we doing the show and they were like oh it's out there and i was like mm-hmm. they were like it's outside so i went outside there is a rickety crickety tent four tables nine patrons there was nine people at the show so i was already like love this Um, And I went to her, I was just like, okay, well, where's the mic? I was like, I can do something with a small crowd. My ego's fine. I Mm. can do this. I was like, where's the mic? And she went, oh, it was either we got a mic or a speaker. And we really thought you would want the speaker to dance. So there's no microphone. So I went, so I just have to loudly project to these people. So mind you, and the speaker they used was a glorified Bluetooth speaker. So I'm performing. They can hear my mouth move. They can hear my clickety-clack of my heels on the ground. And then when I talk to them, I'm just like, Hey. Oh, and then this is the best part this is the absolute best part lay it on me my meet and greet because we are gonna meet me oh all nine of them all nine of them got to meet yep. and greet was next to the dumpster behind the restaurant with a floodlight as my lighting and i was like you know it's nice to feel humble mm-hmm. and it's nice to be humbled so i'm taking this as a learning lesson and I am not going to put high heels on. And I did my whole thing in a uh, mini dress and Uggs. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, there's nine people, who cares? Um, and Yeah, that was the most chicken shit worst gig I've ever done in my life. Ooh. I'm sheer bitch. What am I doing doing these chicken shit gigs? So, Juice and I don't <laughs> like dumpsters. So, should we talk about drag and, like, how it relates? Like, going from gigs, should we go into, like, what the drag industry is for people who don't know what it is? Absolutely. like. I've been talking to this uh, about this with Juice recently, how, like, obviously, drag is a huge phenomenon. It's massive. That's where we see the spinoffs, the franchise, the international seasons. Would you say that drag is all over the world? world. It goes on and on. It's, it's a, a phenomenon. phenomenon. Thank you. <laughs> For the five people in the audience that got that, thank you so much. I really appreciate I saw that. some nodding. They got you it. saw some nodding? Everyone, Thank you. A little hand up there. So essentially, <laughs> it is... An industry—it's like the drag economy—and just like any sort of economy, you're going to have your high earners, your mid tier, your low tier. But what fascinates me is kind of the supporting industries of like wig designers and costume makers and all these rhinestoners. Rhinestoners, like when you go we to actually have a costume on. designer here, we have Diana <gasps> from Starker's Corsetry is right over Corsetree. here. Yeah. say hi, oh. extremely talented corset corset. How do you say it? Corset, but like what's a corset maker? Corset maker. Corset. Right. Maker. I thought it was a fancier name, corset maker. Uh, I thought it was like a or Something a fancy. Corsetier. Corsetrier. <laughs> Very talented. So incredibly it, dra- talented. Drag creates this like entire industry. It's not just mm-hmm. us. You know? I think it's so exciting to see different artisans get to present their work on this level. Speaking of Diana, she has outfitted Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> Diana Diane, sitting there they're like, Diane. Dian or Diana? What Diane, am I screaming up. Right? Diana. Diana. Yeah. Sorry, Diana. y'all threw me. I was like, that's her name. <laughs> um, you made incredible pieces for Brooklyn Heights this season on Canada's Drag Race Season 3. Round of applause for all of that. Because I swear to God, it's world class. And to know that someone who went to PCVS in Peterborough, Ontario, where I oh, also went to high school. Oh my God, where? It just fills my heart to the tip-top brim because it's like, we are all getting to live what feels like childhood dream jobs. Well, we're like Barbies. We're literally Barbies. We want to be the Barbies, but then there's also people who want to dress the Barbies, make special hats for the Barbies, custom shoes for the Barbies, choreography for the Barbies. And so for me, I think it's been really cool in 2022 to see now how people can literally live their lives through these jobs. Like drag is letting people Survive. It's, I mean, it's an entire industry in itself now. Like it's it's and it's completely self-sustaining. And and while Drag Race, I feel like when Drag Race came to Canada, it both had bad and good things. Mm. Like it really made everything step up and it made a lot of things harder for a lot of local entertainers. It also created an industry because we didn't really have a, a huge thriving industry here. And now that we have drag race, we have this massive industry where people can make a living off of these these things. I always make the joke that it's like a traveling five dollars where it's like, Somebody tips me five dollars, but I use that five dollars to pay my wig maker, and then my wig maker tips that five dollars to another queen, and then that queen uses it to go to Diana and get a corset made, and then Diana tips that person. So it's this traveling five Mm -hmm. that always stays within our industry because Mm -hmm. everyone's constantly paying each other to to kind of support each other. And and I remember for my package on on Drag Race, uh, the one you did not see. Um, I wanted to make sure it was like a hundred percent authentically Canadian. So everything I, I bought, everything I was going to wear was a hundred percent from Canadian artists and Canadian people within the industry. The, That's cool. I, and right now this is uh, a dress by Steve LaJombe, Le, Steve LaJombe, Le, Steve, Steve Lejambe. anyways, yeah. I should get his name out, <laughs> but this is a dress by him. The, this, gorgeous. These, the rings of my jewelry are from Amped Accessories in Calgary. My wig is from Wigs Addy. Um... And then my shoes are Converse because I don't have to wear heels (laughs) right now. (laughs) But no, it's so, I just think it's so inspiring. Like when you go to an event like DragCon, there are the booths to actually meet the queens from the show. But then what fills so many of the rows are these artisans. And I know I keep bringing it up, but I just, it makes me so happy to see all these talented people. Not only uh, there be space for those who want to get on the show, but also those who want to support. So I feel like, I don't know, anytime I I post anything, I want to shout out every single person. If it's an accessory, tag who that was from, Mm -hmm. go check them out. And so the way you can support it too is, yeah, follow all those secondary accounts that basically created the entire ensemble because it takes a village. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of people too, like a lot of people who love drag are like, I want to get into drag, but like, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm a little shy. I don't want to be a performer. I don't want to do this. Or I feel like I can't do this. You can still get in within the industry of drag and support it in a way where it's like, you could be a patron just watching the show and tipping, or you could go as far as like, be someone who supports the costuming. You could be someone who supports the digital media. Like, this is our editor, Anthony. Everybody say hi, Anthony. <gasps> Anthony, editor aka Anthony. the heartbeat of semi-qualified queens. Yes, the heartbeat. That's us always being like, Anthony, please edit that out. Um, so there's, there's different ways to be able to support within the industry because I don't feel like it's as... <sighs> I feel like before drag was... Like, we were the cigarette butt of society, mm-hmm. where it was just like, you don't need to expect, like, bye, thank you for coming, love you. They did, they did a little wave. I thought it would be rude if I didn't say bye. Um, <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners. For People our listeners the room. listening, I know. But I, I feel like before, like, it, we were like the cigarette butt of society, you know? It's just like, don't expect good things from drag queens, because... We shouldn't be your moral compass. And I still kind of feel like that as I've dropped like many swear words and said very awful things so far, but I still feel like we've created this like beautiful industry where you can be involved in it and you can create things and you can still sort of share with an art and not have to be like, stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, working nine to five. You know, these nails don't work as well They don't work that. as the, which it, I had the acrylics last week. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> you screwed up my reference. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's been very cool to see because you're referencing basically kind of like the glow up of what it means to be a drag queen. Like there used to be a point where like trying to date as a drag (gasps) queen. See, didn't that just strike a nerve? Yes. You couldn't literally have someone date you because just like on the totem pole of like society, it was like so unlikable and not as glamorous to be a drag queen who would do that it's like stripping you of your I don't know masculinity masculinity. and so I personally find it so exciting as I don't know someone who's always experimented with feminine energies my entire life have this lane now that gets to be so celebrated like I feel I don't know again super blessed (laughs) but it's true I just feel really lucky to get to do what I do and I feel like I, I just have this kinship with any drag queen I meet. Like once yeah. you meet a queen, it's like, we know the struggle. Yeah. You feel like a sisterhood almost instantly. instantly. It's like, you know what it feels like to glue down your natural eyebrows, you know, with like craft projects. Yeah. You know supplies. what it's like to tape random things to your body yeah. and be at the end of the night and look at yourself and being like, what have I turned my body into? I always <laughs> love taking the drag off and your skin has this like, glow to it it's so raw from shaving and like I like how she says glow it does don't you think when you put the moisturizer back on like your skin's almost so raw from shaving and things just me just a glow <laughs> just me I wouldn't say mine's a glow I think it's you like, have a glow oh that's very sweet I think mine's a little bit more of just like um my skin desperately screaming for moisture I know <laughs> it's very dehydrating except well, I, but it's only even like like you like mine is Especially like if I'm wearing a corset, Diana, they're wonderful. Uh, But if I'm wearing a corset and I take it off, I notice this like dent of the corset and the underwear and the fishnet Mm -hmm. all over my body of just like these red scars like Mm -hmm. all around me. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? Or what about when you do like a knee slide, you burn your skin. And because you were wearing fishnet, the scab scabs over like a fishnet wouldn't say knee slides are really in my, uh, my wheelhouse. Well, like, do you, well do you ever get a little bruise or anything where you can see evidence of like the fishnet? The fishnet one? You know what I mean? Nope. Like if you were to slide, well, cause you don't have any, you just do skin I, and then one fishnet. Yeah. If but ever, I never like, get a fishnet bruise. Oh, not yet, not yet, not yet. She bruises like a peach. I She's honestly so do. I think side. I'm iron deficient or something. <laughs> it's not okay. We should look into that. I just, I ugh, when I don't know my space, my surroundings when I'm on tour, I just feel like I bang my long, beautiful leg <laughs> on everything. I'm gonna smash my face into the <laughs> wall <laughs> But yeah, okay. What? Speaking of makeup, what is that part of your routine where you go? I have officially become juice box. Joe Primo is no longer in the building. Sorry for doxing you. That's fine. <laughs> She's like, here's her address. My name's Daniel Finland. You can look that up too. Oh my god, Finland? Finland. But like the, the country without the D on the end. Oh. Um, anyways, yeah. um, mine, mine I would say blush. <laughs> blush. I feel pussy when I have blush on. So embarrassed. Oh my god, I just feel so flush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? I feel like it's it's the cut crease, like it is the eye, like the cut crease area, because I do kind of have like a brow bone that's quite prominent. Oh, I thought you just meant in general. I was like, yeah. I think we all have brow bone. I think we all have that. I think that's a general It's the anatomy of a human. Yeah, I think we all um, have those. But yeah, once I kind of start to carve away Daniel, and then Cynthia gets to be like blended and diffused in, that's that moment, because I, you saw, I do my base, then I do my eye. Yeah. That's the moment where I really start to feel like Cynthia is entering the building. Mm-hmm. Speaking of entering the building, um, bad segue again. Could the we... worst segues in the world. I know. Juice will just say speaking of, <laughs> and, and then I'll then just move talk on talk about anything else. Anything else. So speaking of segues, so global warming. Ah! Um <laughs> We're not talking about global warming. My God. I was gonna that scared me. I was like, that's not on the notes. She's like, that's not on the notes, that's not on the list. I mean, I'll tell you uh, global warming. Should, should we go to Questions? fewer questions? <gasps> I bestie would questions? love bestie questions. Should we, should we ask you cutie questions? Yes, I am absolutely begging people to ask me questions. So while Katie's up here asking her question, if you all have thank burning, you, man, love you so much, burning questions you want to know from Juice and I, please think about it. This is a safe space. And Cynthia knows a thing or two about burning. Um, burning what? When it For breaks. the two people that got that joke, thank you so much. It was an how oh, damn katie what's your question <laughs> uh oh it's working Yay. yeah it works mine's not a question more just a further extension of gratitude oh. i was feeling really overwhelmed in the elevator this is my first fan expo and i was so delighted to run into you um oh. and you made me feel so comfortable and so safe oh, well, and thank you thank you so much what, was this um on our way here uh, yeah, on our, on our way here in the elevator. Oh, my God. We were so overwhelmed. Yeah. I was deeply overwhelmed. Yeah, I thought moment. Cynthia was about to burst into a ball of flames. It's she o- was so warm. It's okay, Absolutely queens. Hot. You're doing great. So oh, thank thanks, you, Katie. Katie. Also, when you said you didn't win your season, don't give me that bullshit. You won it for yourself, And beow. that is the most important oh, thing. Beow, beow, beow. Thank oh. you. I agree with that so much. I appreciate that. I hope you have sweet. a great rest of your day. Thank, thank, you. thank you. you again. My mom's going to be so you. jealous. No. I love how that's so top of mind for you. You're, you're like, like, mom. You're like, I, you're like, take that, mom. mom. get jealous. <laughs> but speaking of anxiety, Juice, what do you do to calm your Thank anxiety? Thank you so much, Katie. We really Thanks appreciate it. Bye, my loves. Bye. Um, what do you like to do to calm your anxiety? Ooh, I have this thing. What are they called? I did, Um, who, go, who, who goes to therapy? You go to therapy, right? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to get back into it, though. I do, I do, I do. No. Um, I do, what's that, what's that thing called? BetterHelp? Nope. Oh, Uh, and now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Feeling down in the dumps? Feel like you need someone who isn't a friend or family member to talk about it? BetterHelp is the perfect neutral party. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Boom. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. We have a special offer to the semi-qualified Queen's listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com SQQ. That's com slash SQQ. The special URL will be in the show notes. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, Hey! No, it's it's not exposure therapy. It's the thing where you like... Cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes. Oh my God. CBT. I do cognitive... I did a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy it's such a you can tell yeah it's such a fucking you really know it yeah i really know it like the back of my hand it's been a while since i've seen my therapist i <laughs> should give her a little call yeah, let's, um let's, she's got the next question actually i know right I should, oh juice when did you call your therapist actually i did have a moment when i was doing i was doing windsor pride windsor is where i'm originally from and i was um i performed and this was sort of right after like a fresh bit of lockdowns mm. and i did this big pride for them and there was a bunch of people that i knew from childhood and i did this i usually do this like little speech after i do shows about like being locked down and not being able to do things. And then I thank the audience for coming out and showing love and I'm always very appreciative. I, bitch, I burst into tears so hard. And my therapist was in the audience. <laughs> and I went, I looked at her and I was like, I need to make an appointment. <laughs> She came up to me after the show. She's like, when do you want to come in? <laughs> so you would say therapy, talk therapy really helps? Well, therapy really, really helped with with my anxiety. And it was also almost like, it was, it was one of those things where it was just like knowing or admitting you have a problem is the first step. Mm. So it was when I had left, after my panic attack on the show, um, I went home and I was just like, I'm fine. And I talked to the therapist that they gave you and I was like. This isn't great. Um, wasn't the, You know, when you just don't have a fit with a therapist, it's just, it's just not the right kind of like vibe. So I was like, this, I don't really like this. So I, I just was like, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. I can work through my own issues. My husband disagreed. Um, and then when I watched it over and then I like went, you know, home and started doing things, I was like, oh, my God, I need therapy so bad. So I started speaking to a therapist. We started doing CBT. I also learned this one thing called de-escalating. Ooh. Yeah, because my ther my not my therapy. My anxieties are based in death and dying. Trigger warning. Uh, mine are, so death and dying. So when when I have a panic attack, I feel something has triggered me to make me feel like I'm going to die in that moment. Okay. So it's either extreme cold, extreme heat. Um, like I had a tiny one when we first started. Because it was really hot. No, no, no. I, when we first started, no one, nobody noticed. You might have. But when we first started, I was so overwhelmed. I had a small sugar crash. <laughs> and I started to have a tiny panic attack. And then I just sort of let you, like, sort of take the reins and keep talking Fair. while I de-escalated. So, and you got, y'all didn't even notice, you know? So unless you did, then thank you. <laughs> but um, so what, what my de-escalating looks like, it's obviously probably not going to look the same for everybody, is I see the problem. So I just, like, why do I feel like? I'm dying in this moment. So it's just like, I feel like I'm gonna faint, mm. right? And then for me, I have to be like, okay, if I faint, what's the worst concept? If I faint, and it's just like you faint in a bunch of people, it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? It's, uh, am I gonna die? No. Am I in immediate danger? No. Is this gonna happen? No, right? So then you go to that. It's like, okay, will it be embarrassing? Yes. Is that gonna suck? Yes. And then you kind of de escalate, and then you just, and then all of a sudden you've been concentrating on those things for so long that it sort of like diffuses everything. And then I'm like, I'm okay. So that's sort of how my process with like de-escalating and my anxieties and things. And it's been really great. I don't, I don't have these like massive like moments anymore where I'm just like, everything is crumbling around me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's sort of, do you, do you have trouble with those or? I would say the de-escalation is such a cool technique as well. Thank you. you basically just are rationalizing with yourself mm-hmm. and then deep breathing. I love a good four in, four out. Oh, that doesn't help me. No. No. I don't know Why? Well, I don't know. I'm sure if it helps you, great. But <laughs> the deep, the deep breathing does not help me. If anything, it makes me like a little I feel feel almost trapped. Oh, it's weird. I'm strange. And that's why we love you. Thank you. But do we have another question? Hi, cutie? yeah. Sorry. Oh, I don't think I'm picking up. There we go. Don't sorry apologize. to uh, pick a uh, takeaway from something so serious. Uh, one, thank you for coming. This is a fantastic <laughs> time. Um, so we saw a couple of the season one queens on UK versus the world. There were so many seasons. I think it was at the beginning of this year. We don't need to know their names. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's it's Jimbo (laughs) and Lemon. You know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We love Jimbo. We love Lemon. We do. Uh, Would you guys be open to doing a versus the world season? Cynthia? I would love to. The attention... Lay it on me. Any honestly, if they ever want to ask me, I would say yes. Because I had such a great time the first round. But also, I didn't tell like anyone because i thought our like contract was so intense that like i would open it up to my community a little bit more to help me get ready for the show and then let it be this showcase of not only my skills but also again the other talented people in our little drag economy here in canada and get to showcase that on a national platform i would have to very seriously consider it like i would think about it i think it would have to be one of those things where it's like Am I emotionally ready? Am I emotionally prepared? Um, Am I financially prepared? Because it's it's so much money to be able to do it. Just to be really transparent. Me and Cynthia are very open about being transparent about yeah, money. Yeah. I think it's a very important thing to talk about, especially within the drag industry. I think you should always be open about how much you make. So you're making, you know, fair amounts. You know you're not asking for too much. You're not asking for too little. I'm very upfront about those things mm-hmm. as long as you're comfortable with it. So just to be very upfront with me, I spent $17,500 on my original season one package. I showed two outfits. So it's one of those things where it's just like, that sucked. You know, so I think, I think for me, it would be about, is this going to be viable to support me? What are the opportunities that are going to come out of it? Is it going to make sense? I think I need to, I'm a Virgo. It has to make sense. It has to be in a list. So I think for me, I, I would have to take a little bit more steps in it rather than just being one of those girls that's just like, of course you can traumatize me. <laughs> I know. Let's I answer go. so quickly. But it was one of the most intense, hardest things I've ever done. It's insane. It's so it's insane. insane. And again, we're very thankful to have been there. But it's 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 quite it, it is trauma. It traumatizes you when you're there. And like I don't know one person who walks off that stage and doesn't come with baggage. Truly. Yeah. It, and it's it's thank you're thankful for it because you grow from it but it is, it's reality TV and it is television and it's hard to do those things and it's hard to go through. So I think it's, it's to go back for something like that is something you do need to seriously consider. And the girls who can just say yes right away, kudos to you. Your mental health is in a, in a wonderful space. Tricked ya. (laughs) Thank you so much. I think we're all thankful for you guys as well. What was your name? Wyatt. Hi, Wyatt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, Wyatt. Uh, Come on up, come on down. Hi, hi. Um, uh, speaking of anxiety. Oh yes, yeah, so, truly, right? Hearing your voice, you're like, well. <laughs> Um, I just want to ask you guys something because me and my sister got in a very heated argument the other day. Oh. About, see, she's under the impression that drag is only, uh, gay men dressing up as women. Ew. So, what is your opinion on uh, cis women doing drag? trans women doing drag and all sorts of other people under the LGBTQ spectrum doing drag who aren't gay, cis men. Oh, tell your sister to shut up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. And to unpack. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch your name. What is your name? Uh, Maya. 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 Hi, Maya. Thank, thank, thank you for your question. Thank you for the question because it raises such a valid point. I don't know when we got it in our heads that drag is just for one teeny tiny part of the queer community, because it is literally for the entire Alphabet Mafia. It's for all of us. If you wanna dress up and define drag any way you see fit, that is valid, that is allowed. Mm -hmm. And for those who patron these events, go to these events, tip everyone the same get excited about drag kings get excited about every single person who wants to put themselves out there in that really vulnerable way i see it as a valid thing for any kind of drag artist wouldn't you agree juice yeah and i mean to sort of bounce off that i feel like it started with what a lot of things are rooted in in within the queer community and i think the, like you know the world as a whole is misogyny it's, it always comes down to that, is a lot of gay men feel like women shouldn't be in our spaces. They feel like women who are in our spaces are just, like, default straight, right? They don't see, like, women coming in are, like, they might be queer, they might be exploring. And especially with something like drag, a lot of times women go into that to sort of find themselves. And I feel like some of the most incredible performers you're ever going to see are trans women, right? And we have incredible, like... Um, cis women who are also entertaining from all around the world and even trans men who are doing incredible things so i think to see drag as just a blueprint of just cis men and especially cis white men is Mm -hmm. such like a flat also boring way of looking at drag it's just like why would i ever want to see that you know so i think when people see things like that it's sort of they are just they're just not opened up to a lot of things they see it just as very black and white when we are more of a colorful community, you know? So you wanna be able to open up to those things. So tell your sister that two beautiful, lovely, um, very young, blonde women said, absolutely not. It's for everyone. Okay, I'll let her know that. Thank you very much. And I would also like to let you know that the catalyst for this argument was Maddie Morphosis. Oh. (laughs) For those of you that know Maddie Morphosis is a heterosexual um, male entertainer mm-hmm. who, on season 14 on season 14 of, of RuPaul's drag Race, drag Race who I actually met there and they were quite lovely Very They were go quite, quite friendly but I mean that's like the most like cis straight white male with a wig on you know like yeah. it's just like <laughs> like to see it as drag is just that oh my god imagine going to a drag show and it's just cis straight white men I would be so bored I would be like somebody do a high I kick my that's called god. ESPN like you yes know. <laughs> We don't need I might that. As well watch a they have enough. Game. They've got enough going. Yeah, yeah. They've got <laughs> enough TV shows. <laughs> this one thing. It's our one thing. <laughs> but that raises a really good point about Maddie, because it's representation on TV and just how that was a catalyst, Maya, with your sister. We need to continue advocating for more representation on the show. It's yeah. not that we don't agree about Maddie being on the show, but we also could argue there are a lot more deserving queer performers queer performers kind of should have got a slot first yeah you know personally I think it was a little bit of sensationalism like we were all talking about it we're still talking about it but imagine how much more sensational it would be if a drag king walked in that's what I'm talking about right imagine like imagine a drag king walked in like or two drag kings walked in I would have shit my pants and I have IBS that would happen (laughs) <laughs> it's happening right now. I, I'm covered in shit under yeah, here. Yeah. But it's uh, <laughs> So I, I think I think those would have been a little bit better. But you know what? Maddie did it and Maddie got their got their flowers and you know, good for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yes. not gonna take anything away from that person. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much thank for your you, question. Maya. I appreciate it. Way to go, Maya. Hello Do you have a question? Oh, thank you so much. It's like very basic, but okay. <laughs> I tried on a wig yesterday, okay and it was hell. Okay. It was so itchy and horrible and hot. So I'm just wondering, is your head itchy right now? Yeah. Well, I'm bald, so no. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I'm also wearing a human hair wig, so it's no. it feels like as if your hair is touching your head. Okay, because I got yeah. one off twenty dollars off Amazon. So. That's why it was itchy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the difference between synthetic and human hair wigs and how to put a wig on? Yeah. So human hair is just that it's been grown on the head of a human, and it it uh, is then cut wefted onto the lace like a synthetic but it's it's of human properties so it comes with a lot more lightweight someone was shaved to put this on my head truly it's actually i i don't know we don't think we don't talk about that enough it's like where does where's the hair come i don't i don't want to know it's going to make me feel uncomfortable but often because (laughs) it's 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 actual hair it's much lighter so you're not as warm in them i today am sporting a synthetic wig which is actually a plastic filament and so this one's fun because it's styled, it's off my face, and it's all what have you. But a lot of the um, unstyled units that, no shade, but was it might not have been styled, the one from Amazon. Did you take out it of out, out of bag. the bag and shake it and put it on? No, I, I like to try to style it, but it was really, I failed at it. It's hard. It's hard. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm really bad at it. But there's wig designers out there, so you could always commission a wig designer to do those things for you. And it's not as much money as you think it is, you know? And, um, yeah, as far as installation, did you do a wig cap? Did we have a wig cap on underneath? I did. did I did you everything. Know? I, like, Googled hey. it. Oh. I failed. So. What was itchy about the wig? Everything. Okay. Yeah. Was- okay. <laughs> Sometimes I think-, thing. <laughs> I think drag in general can have those, those moments of, like, itchy, discomfort, pinching. Just like- to give you an idea of what my body feels like right now, I just want you to picture it, right? From my toes to my, my, my head. All of my toes hurt because my tights are so tight that they're they're fishnets and they're pulling on the skin of my toes and my toenails. And then my um, appendage is inside of me right now and I'm sitting on it. So that's, oh, I heard one. Oh, heard one. oh, So I also kind of have to pee. So there's that too. I don't have to go, I, not that bad, but I kind of have to pee. And then I'm wearing a dress that's like strapped to my body itself. So it's a little softer, but sometimes it's a corset and those are a little bit, you know, those stringy in. And then it goes up to like earrings and rings that are all taped on you. Eyelashes that are on your head or on your eyes that are glued on that are not like tiny little dainty ones. They're heavy. And I just have one on, but sometimes people wear five. So you're like this halfway through the night. And then a wig on that's like, actually, to be fair, this one is itchy because there's lace at the back. So I could do a ponytail. And now that I know it, I'm itching it, but there's there's an itch at the back of my neck. So when you do things like drag, which has a very close relationship with cosplay, we have our cosplayers here, you look incredible, amazing. Um, it's uncomfortable. So sometimes you just kind of have to like, and I hate to say it like this, sometimes you have to get used to it. You have to be like, this is itchy and I hate it, but I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna wear it all day. But if you do things that are higher quality and stuff, the the itch and the uncomfortability just sort of shifts into another part of your body you know does that make sense yeah okay thank you so much oh so you guys are so pretty what's oh your name oh thank you Sonia hi Sonia thank Sonya. you for your question beautiful name <laughs> but that's kind of what I was talking about the instant connection with a fellow queens it's like okay you know how I'm feeling yeah we started to it talk like, we just started to talk shop T- completely <laughs> and then like there are tips and tricks and different brands and what have you there are ways where you can find more comfort in drag but across the board it's not hurting a little bit honey you're not doing it right <laughs> Imagine being completely comfortable in dragging. I'm pretty comfy right now, but I do know what you mean. As I just described, how incredibly uncomfortable I am. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I promise I'm going. not. I like. I have the. I have a. I have a thing where people like to say I complain a lot. I was just trying to give. you I an idea. was actually the Reddit commenter <laughs> saying all she does all she, is complain. negative. So oh my negative. god, oh my she's my god. so negative, especially that juice bomb. But Cynthia, blessed by God, angel, incredible. <laughs> she's the reason <laughs> I live. She's there. She's the reason I wake up in the morning and go to bed at night. My moon and my stars. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Ding. Uh, well, this has been so fun. Did we have any other questions in the audience? Anything. No silly questions. Oh, hello. Hey, Hi, my name is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Hi. Nicole. Hi. I was volunteering with them. So I, I came here just to meet you guys, actually. Oh, that's so, yes. yes, Um. So my question is, as i am starstruck by you guys um do you guys get uh starstruck by any other queens that you make meeting has it ever like been an awkward experience oh, yeah. or like oh my god bad? Yeah. is it not what you expected yes definitely to the starstruck part of that question absolutely oh, i'm such a fan of so many um queens that have been on drag race and not on drag race but it come before me um so definitely the starstruck factor like at drag this year when we were backstage i used it like a meet and greet <laughs> i was just like this is my own personal meet and greet i'm going to meet every single queen that i've ever been a fan of and i would straight up walk up to them and be like hi hi my name's juice box i'm a really big fan <laughs> and a lot of them would just be like i i know who you are hi and i'd be like oh my god me But have you had any negative moments Where you've met a queen And it's like it's gone poor Yes You don't have to name names I won't name names But I've met a few queens And it did not go great I met one queen I'm not going to say who they were um, But it was I'm going to give you context It was the end of DragCon We're all exhausted Mm -hmm. You know Everyone's just like ready to go Everyone's feet hurt Everyone's body hurts And I went up to them And I went Hi Oh my god I watched your season I'm a really big I'm a really big fan. You know, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Juicebox. And they went, hello, hi, and walked away from me. Um, and then I walked to my booth and I went, I'm not even a fucking fan. I was lying. I was just being nice. Fuck that person. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was, but they. But I, I had to keep it in my mind, like, it's the end of DragCon. Maybe they're just having a long day. They're probably in as much pain as I am. It's fine. But if I ever meet them again, if they're rude, I'm going to be like, fuck you. Anyways, what about you? Honestly, no negative moment awkward awkward maybe like when I know they don't know who I am like oh that happened a lot and to me. they just keep saying I'm a big fan and I'm like you you just don't know who I am I can tell because I want to ask them like oh really what's your favorite thing I've ever done in my story I was talking about Cynthia that's what I, just, I, just <laughs> <Exactly>. just... <laughs> I was gonna pop in there and be like you know I was tired of being a drag <laughs> I was do you actually know I had a really awkward moment at drag con? But it was cute. It was endearing because I'm adorable. Um, The Carson Cressley moment? (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of awkward moments at Tricon. Okay, so my one was I walked up to Sonique, Kylie Sonique Glove, while she was doing her booth. And I walked up to her. I put my arms around her. Like she had her arms like this. And I enveloped myself in her arm. And I went, hi. She went, hi. And I went, I love you. She went. Well, I love you too, baby. And I went, thanks. <laughs> and I left. <laughed. laughs> you got a photo? I no, I didn't even get a photo. Oh I'm my god. S- I'm such a huge fan of her. So I just went, and I was gone. <laughs> uh, and another time I it was um Crystal Method, had no idea who I was. Cool. I was just like, oh my God, hi, like how's your day going? And stuff. So she went, Hey. I was like, oh, she don't know who I am. She's like, no, she, she does not know. know who I am. And it was fine. And then, the, and then the last time was Willow Pill. It was the last day of con Again, we're all exhausted. And I saw this person coming through the my like aisle way where I was taking photos. And I was just taking some last minute photos of fans. And I saw this person and I was just like, oh my God, they look exactly like Willow Pill. And I was just like, hey, Willow Pill, I love your work. And then they looked at me and it was Willow Pill. Um And they it, you know when someone gives you that look like I'm so tired and I don't need your bullshit right now It was very Willow just doing this <laughs> And walked by and I went Oh that was very embarrassing for me For our <laughs> listeners at home that was a deadpan That was a deadpan stare yes That stare, was a yeah. deadpan stare But <laughs> again end of DragCon and it was my fault <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pick and choose your moments Pick and choose your moments And then I did the same thing to Carson Cresley. But I did that on purpose. I was just like, I was taking photos of fans and I saw Carson Kressley walking towards us and I went, hey, want to see something funny? And they were like, what? And I went, hey, Carson! <laughs> and he went, the hi. Most, the most confused ever. <laughs> He's just... like, who is this tiny woman? And he, and he just waved at me and walked away. And they were like, do you know Carson? And I went, he has no idea who I am. I've Zero. never met him in my life. Zero. Never. I used dragcon like a giant meet and greet. I just did whatever I wanted and trolled as many people as I could. Absolutely. That's what dragcon's for. Thank you. That was my long-winded answer. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of long-winded, I think this concludes. Is this our it? Live episode of semi-qualified Queen.: Oh my god! I can, I can pee. I can pee. We can breathe. But we want to thank you so, so much. So did you guys for have a good tuning time? in? Yes. Yay. We appreciate you coming and staying and listening to our. Soft little voice. We really appreciate it. When we were anticipating this event, we were literally scared no one was going to come. <laughs> oh, I was so emotionally prepared for one person to be here. Yeah. And for me to just, you, right there. Yeah. I've been staring at you this whole time. Thank yeah. you for being my emotional support person. Yeah. Um, I was ready for one person to be here and for me to be like, hi, bestie, what's your name? And just like only talk to them for an hour and a half. <laughs> And so, if you don't listen to the uh, the podcast on the regular, consider it. Hit the little bell, the notifications on your Ding. podcast streaming platforms, because we come at it. We come at you every, what is it, Mondays? Yeah, now. Anthony. When do we post? Mondays, Sunday, Monday, and uh, we love being in your ears and um we also want to we want to have this be a dialogue so give questions we love voice notes voice notes are our new favorite thing i love you truly want to be on the podcast send over a voice note and we will literally play it on the podcast you too can be a semi-qualified queen and we don't get a lot of voice notes so i'm probably going to use it unless it's like you being like juice you're so annoying and then i'll be like fine i'll put it on the podcast oh that gets to the top of the list yes (laughs) well i'm cynthia kiss and i'm lemon (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's our live episode from Fan Expo. I want to thank Jennifer for having us hang out at the Canadian Podcast Award booth. That was so much fun. Didn't you have a good time, Juice? I had a great time. And looking back on the video, we looked so pretty. So pretty. So pretty. <laughs> I think, I think, and I, I have a feeling that the video is going to be put on YouTube, I think. Yeah, let's, it's like, a, it's, it's too pretty to not show. Like, it's yeah. So it'll be on YouTube uh, if you want to see how absolutely gorgeous we look. Um, and if it's not there, I'm sorry that I am a liar. Um, <laughs> hey, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Cynthia's <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. And once again, if you want to connect with us, please go to our new link. That is do 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 do. Oh, for the voice for the voice me- message yes www.speakpipe.com sqqpod We have a bunch of voice notes already that we're so excited to get to next week but please put your voice note in we definitely want to hear it but if you're a little bit too shy you can contest us on instagram at semiqualified pod, Twitter at sqqpod or use the hashtag oh my god un, and use the hashtag hashtag semi-qualified questions or you could always email us at semiqualifiedqueenspod at gmail.com we want to hear from you. Have you always dreamed of being a podcaster? This is your chance to submit your voice on the pod. We can't yeah. wait to hear from you. We can't wait. And we're so excited to start up this season with you guys. Thank you so much for everything. We really appreciate you guys listening every single week. And we can't wait to see where this goes. Bye-bye. bye vibes